Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Uh, why don't I go to Carrie in St. Charles, Missouri, who's on the phone? Hey, Carrie, how are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good. What can I do for you? So, a couple years ago, you guys did a segment. Um, it was right after Amy got her kids, and it was, I think it was what you're grateful for and then what keeps you up at night. And I still remember to this day Amy's answers. It like touched me to my soul. She said like she was grateful for a bottle of lotion because her kids had such dry skin and they like wouldn't let her put it on and they finally did and then what kept her up at night is that she slept on the floor with her i think i don't know if it was her daughter or her son but they slept on the floor because they didn't even know what a bed was and i thought that was incredible and now all of you guys have had such big life changes um i wanted to ask that question now if you guys could go around and see you know name one thing that you're grateful for and one thing that keeps you up at night uh you amy uh, for me, I am super thankful for therapy, and what keeps me up at night is learning to set boundaries and, uh, you know, how that might affect certain people, but I'm trying to practice. What did I do now? Not you. Oh. Well, I mean, maybe. It's in friendships and relationships, <laughs> all kinds of things you can set boundaries, but I'm not used to it, so it definitely keeps me up because you get worried that I'm letting someone down or hurting someone's feelings when really it's not anything I should think twice about because boundaries are important so but that does keep me up for sure but that's why I also circle back to why I'm thankful for therapy well too when you get older you don't have time for as much bull crap and you start to go I just don't care yeah. like this isn't that important in my life so I'm not gonna put a lot of time into it and make it that important so true and sometimes that's a boundary of I just don't have time for this crap mm-hmm. right my boundary is I'm time for you because you're dramatic the end not worried about it no drama because you don't exist in my little space anymore. And that's just because we get old and tired. Yeah. Well, it's not even just boundaries regarding to anything dramatic or drama, but just healthy boundaries for yourself that, that totally makes sense. And if other people are aware of boundaries too, then they, they get it. Other people, dramatic people, exactly. <laughs> Eddie. Uh, I, I'd say I'm grateful for the strength that God gives me to be a parent for four kids. Like, that's tough. And I don't know how I do it. There are certain days or weeks I go through, and I'm just like, I don't know how I did that. I I would have quit a long time ago. Um, so that's a, that's a big one. I don't know how it happens. So thank you, God, for doing that for me, giving me that strength. Uh, I am uh, keeps me up at night. I would say just my just worried about this job, like just a little bit. You know, um, I think it's just a weird time for everyone, and we don't know. Nothing's guaranteed, and I just hope that we have a job. What do you know that I don't? I nothing, <laughs> nothing. But you know, you talk to a lot of people that are losing jobs left and right, and you just worry that 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 could happen to anyone at any moment. Lunchbox. I am grateful for the invention of the lottery because it allows me to dream big and imagine my life when I hit the lottery and become super rich nice. and what I'm gonna do. And what keeps me up at night is uh, my kid in the middle of the night yelling, "Dada, Dada, my blanket, my blanket, or I need a hug." That keeps me up at night because it's three thirty in the morning and they're yelling. Literally, Dada. they literally keep. He's literally, literally yeah, yeah. keeps me up at night. <laughs> I do that same thing with Caitlin though. Blanket, Mama. Oh. Blanket. Uh, Carrie, thank you for calling. Are you satisfied with those answers? I am, and yes, it just. Yep, it's great. Just listening about the kids because I have two kids myself. So <laughs> the literal keeping you up at night, and then also you know just thinking about keeping you up at night just does, and yeah. It's all, all big, exciting exciting things for you guys. So thanks for having me on the show. You guys are awesome. Thanks, Carrie. Have a good day. You too. 
we're so adult now. I know. I just you thought know, about that. I know. We, I, I, and it's a, it's a change that I've had to embrace <laughs> because for most of my career, I was the youngest to do it. I was 22, 23, doing mornings in a big market and syndicating myself. And I was like, oh, look at this. I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown man. You are. You know, don't make me go full Gundy on you. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. I'm, maybe, I'm getting to that part of my life a little later than some people. But I think a little earlier, I was doing other parts of my life sure. than some people. So we're all just figuring it out the best way we can. All right, here we go. Open the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hey, Bobby Bones. I'm writing to you because my girlfriend likes to wear this old Alan Jackson t-shirt from the 90s to bed sometimes. You know, I never thought anything about it. And don't get me wrong. I love Alan Jackson. Until I found out that it was her ex-boyfriend's t-shirt that she took from him before they broke up. Okay. Now, I know they had an amicable breakup, but I told her I don't want her wearing his shirt anymore, and she refuses to get rid of it. She said she only wears it because it's so comfortable and she likes the shirt. I said, hey, if you're going to wear it, I won't sleep next to you anymore. Do you think I'm overreacting? I thought you could tell me, and you will settle the debate. Signed, Kevin. This is a great email. Yeah, this good. is the kind of juice that we wait for. We love, we love these. Listen. This is what you do. You go and you try to find that exact shirt on oh. eBay. Some old Alan Jackson big shirt, same size. Maybe you find Something the same one, maybe you don't. Yeah. And you give it to her and you go, hey, listen, I was wrong to say, hey, just get rid of that shirt. It makes me uncomfortable because it was from your ex-boyfriend. And and, and it makes it just does. It makes me uncomfortable. And then you say, hey, I got you this as, as a gesture because I am asking you to get rid of it, but I have you another one. And then that's, I feel... A transition that makes her not lose a battle and also gets her a nice, comfortable shirt. That's what I would suggest. But she has to lose the shirt. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not a thing. We don't allow that. You? I think you communicate about it. When you wear that shirt, it makes me feel. And then share with her how you feel. And then maybe the story that you tell yourself even in your head is, whether it's true or not, oh, my gosh, she must still be hung up on her boyfriend. And, you know, then that's the story you tell herself. Yourself, and if she can't respect that, then I don't know. I'm assuming he, she already knows that because if he's brought it up, she has to know why he brought it up. Okay, I'd say you do all that in a respectful way, exactly what you're saying, but you also give a gift to kind of lighten the mood. But here's my thing: when you do sit down and share that, her response is very important. Yeah, and her response was, "I'm not losing the shirt. Mm -hmm. That's already happened." Okay, well, I didn't know how fairly he presented his feelings. Because don't act like (laughs) guys just just like take it off. Yeah, or like I don't like you wearing that shirt. But when you sit down and give her your honest feelings, why? When you do that, it makes me feel blah blah blah. And this is the story I tell myself. Like that's a great communication tip for anything that's going on. And then if she still doesn't understand your feelings and doesn't because she cares about you want to make you feel better then they, I think then you question overall where you're going wow, you're jumping off the ledge <laughs> well they're not this married you, you go to her and do what Amy said in a nice way mm-hmm. but you also give her a new shirt it just is it makes it much easier for her to be like okay because again she probably has some pride about it too and doesn't want to lose the fight you know how you dig in mm-hmm. no I mean you you know how you dig in at times yes, yes I know right but I just think that this is a great way to to see how she would respond. But we love Alan Jackson, so we'll take that shirt. Yeah. And mail it up here. <laughs> yeah. The original. We but she it. can't keep the shirt, right? No. Okay. No. Definitely okay. not. There you go. 
Thank you for your email. Morgan, if they want to reach out to us, what happens? They just email mailbag at bobbybones.com. Thank you very much. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. It's the greatest countdown on the radio. Let's go. Number five. A septic company in New Hampshire found a wedding ring in one of its trucks. The ring was found in the depths of a septic truck, by the way. Let me just say this. (laughs) But it has now been reunited with its owner, cleaned and shined, looking and smelling as good as new. And you know what? I got to say, whoever found it could easily kept it and sold it, take it to a pawn shop. They didn't. Found it, tracked it, gave it back. And that person's wearing that poop ring for the rest of their lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number four. A longtime pizza delivery driver named Robert Peters in Indiana got a new car after people in his town pulled their money and gave him $19,000. He's been delivering pizzas for 31 years and was driving a beat-up 93 Oldsmobile. Now he's driving a 2017 Chevy Malibu. Here's Robert talking about it. To me, this is luxury. This is the first car I've had that's been made in the 21st century. What the community has done, what Tanner has done, he's gone far beyond a call of duty. It means a lot to me that people would do this. Come on, that's awesome. Number three. A guy in North Carolina raised a bunch of money for charity by running 43 miles on his 43rd birthday. Wow. Justin Bailey did it to raise money to give food to those in need. Here's a clip from WFMY News 2. Opportunity to include something I love doing, which is running, bringing other people in to run with me, and also being able to, to raise money for a good cause. So after seven hours, 39 minutes and 27 seconds, Justin Bailey crossed the finish line, 43 miles on his 43rd birthday. That's a lot of running, man. Number two. A guy in North Carolina got a gift bag from his boss for Christmas. Very nice. And in the gift bag had lottery tickets inside of it, little scratchers. And so everybody had one, but he took his home, got around to scratching it off, won $200,000. Wow. Wow. That is insane. Changed that guy's life. And how about everybody who didn't get, they got a different ticket. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Thanks for them. Number one. Someone left a $1,400 tip at a restaurant in Colorado, not to just one person, but 200 bucks for each of the seven servers who were working that day. That's awesome. That was the Good News Countdown. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A guy rescued an older woman who had wandered away from her home in the snow, and she had fallen and crawled into an old car of his to get warm. So one of his neighbors said, hey, I think somebody crawled into your old car that you keep beside the house. And he's like, there's no way we're in the middle of a snowstorm. What are you talking about? So he goes out there and he opens the door and he sees an old lady in there going, this is the only place I could get to. She's, I'm cold, I'm scared, can you please help me? So he rushed inside, got a bunch of blankets to wrap her up, warmed her up, and then took her over to reunite with her family. Said he almost never uses that car, so he leaves it unlocked. And again, had his neighbor not seen what looked like somebody crawling in the snow, and then him going out to save her, she would have just been in there for who knows how long. Amazing. Isn't that a crazy story that she was even found? Yeah. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Remembering the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Amy, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, probably a veterinarian and then a news anchor. 
both, huh? Well, yeah, veterinarian is early on when I was like a little, little kid. And then high school, like for career day, I went to the local news station. I've never heard you once say you wanted to be a news anchor. Oh, yeah. Remember, I was obsessed with Judy DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. And so much so later when I did have a career in sales, she came into the place where I worked and I had her sign something unofficially. Like I was like, we're going to need your signature right here for this. <laughs> she was a local news person. And I I thought I wanted to do that, but didn't even major in that in college. I moved on. Eddie, what'd you want to be when you grew up? Rockstar. 100%. Yeah. Lunchbox? Uh, anything famous. I was going to be on the real world and then it was going to take off, but really army because I liked camouflage. <laughs> Didn't you at one point... This is the long lost story of Lunchbox. He claims he almost got a call back for Real World. Oh, no, I did. I went and tried out. I drove from San Antonio, Texas to College Station, Texas, and tried out at the, what's that called? The Dixie Chicken, Amy? Uh, That is what's called the Dixie Chicken. Yeah, I tried out there and I drove back to San Antonio and I had a night class, economics. I was like, I might as well go to class. And I got home that night and there was a call from 323. And I asked my roommate, I said, hey, who called you from 323? He goes, I don't know that number. Ask my other roommate, who, who called you from 323? Don't know who that is. Look it up, L.A. They were calling me back. They wanted me back. But and they had to call you again. They wouldn't just call no, once. No, that was it. it. They moved on. It was over. That was that was my shot. And I, what I learned is when you go audition for things, don't go to class. And why didn't they call my cell phone? I had a cell phone. I put my cell phone number down, but they called the house phone back when those were a thing. And they didn't leave a voicemail. And that was it. And I missed my shot. It was very, I, I was so crushed. We don't know if they're really offering you a spot. And I feel but like they, they wanted to at least re-interview me. Like, hey, bring him back. Like, this yeah. dude's good. Great. Bam. Well, I'd like to share a story now that I've just learned. Did you know Scuba Steve was offered a spot on the real world officially? <gasps> what? Back in the day. Did you know what? that? No. No. Like box. on the real world, real world? Scuba. Yes. On the actual real world. So this was, I think, 2007 oh when the internet was kind of popping. His and- Lunchbox has put his hand on his head. He is now distraught. <laughs> Go ahead. And the sad part is, uh, I'll preface this, I had to turn it down. So they did it. What the heck do you mean you had to turn it down? (laughs) If you're applying for real world, why would you ever turn it down? It was for love. Go ahead. So what had happened was they did an online submission for their last castmate on Real World Hollywood, which I've always wanted to be on some sort of reality television show at that point in time in my life. So we did this huge campaign. I was in a band, as we talked about before. And at every show, we promote to vote for me to the audience. I promoted on MySpace, like, heavily. I got all kinds of people to vote for me. And I got to the top. And it was between me and another guy. They chose me. But at the same time, though, I was going off after this one girl who was, became my ex-wife. And she gave me the ultimatum. Like, hey, you can either go this whole reality route, I'm out, or you choose me. I unfortunately chose her. Uh. I turned down Real World. They went with this other guy from Daytona Beach, Florida, and he ended up not doing really well on the show. But I turned it down for love, which was an awful mistake because I would have loved to be in a Real World. Scuba Steve was offered a spot on the Real World. That is the worst news I've ever heard in my life. Like, (laughs) oh my God. Like, it makes me sick. Because I don't know how Scuba Steve is more interesting than me. Oh, dude, I'm way more interesting than you. Okay. Especially at that time in my life, I was the coolest kid on the block. And I was then, in a rock band. The, I had a lot to offer. The fact that he turned it down for a chick. Like, people that go on the real world are so stupid when they go on with a girlfriend or boyfriend back home. Like, it's really going to work. You are there to party and to hook up. And you... I can't believe you turned it down for a chick. How dumb... Like, why would you go through the whole process... 
If you have a girlfriend and you're going to turn it down because of her. Well, I met her through that process when I was in the band. Oh she, she was a bartender. So you only knew her for like a couple months? A couple, a couple weeks, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my Guys, come on. How yeah. stupid can you be to turn something down that you've known for someone for two weeks? It was pretty stupid. I, I oh admit my it. God. It was. It was a dumb choice because obviously she's my ex-wife. She cheated on me. So it was a, a horrible decision to have gone with her versus the real world. I didn't know Scuba Steve was married twice. Me neither. When he said ex-wife yeah. a yeah. second ago, I caught her I cheating like, on me on Ashley Madison. Hold Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lunchbox, sorry. Steve has so he, many interesting stories. Yeah. It's always, it's mm-hmm. like we're unwinding this most interesting man in radio. And that's why he got offered a spot <laughs> right. in the real world. Oh I, I'm starting to I believe I want to come, it. do you talk about that story? Uh, when it happened, yeah, because I was in San Francisco on the radio. It was like a whole, Don't, like, don't share too much. Okay, I want to save right. it. Yeah, it was a whole month play out. Like, we just did a bunch of things with it, yeah. That's how I found my new wife, too, was through that process. Through Ashley Madison? Was she cheating <laughs> on her guy? No, no. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. Scuba Steve, our executive producer, who comes on about once every couple days, but always with just like the perfect nugget. Mm-hmm. And today it was that he turned down real world, and I knew it would drive Lunchbox crazy because that's I, been his biggest goal in life. My biggest goal in life since I was like 12 years old, I'd watch real world, Miami, Boston, San Francisco, and I was like, I'm going to be on that show or Road Rules, and it just never happened. And that means you could be on the challenge, Scuba. Like, I know. You, Trust um, me, I'm killing myself about it too right now. You could be going for millions of dollars in these competitions. Instead, you turn it down for a girl you knew for two weeks. And Hollywood was a terrible season anyway, so. Do you want to get Scoop's autograph before I play song? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, most kids love riddles. But what if we ask the adults in the room these kids' riddles? Let's play Riddle Me This. Amy. Lunchbox. Eddie. I will give you a kid's riddle. All you have to do is get it. You'll have 20 seconds after I finish the second reading of it, okay? For example, this is a, you guys can yell this one out. What gets wetter the more it dries? Towel. Towel. Towel, right. That's, wow. Well, that's an old one. Yeah, I mean, You've I'm, never heard that one? No, and I'm going to be terrible at this. Okay. <sighs> Amy, you're up first. Amy, what goes up but never comes back down? What goes up? but never comes back down. Riddle me this. I mean, I feel like eventually it cycles itself back down again, but I'm just going to go with the first thing that popped in my head, which was precipitation. Evaporation. I don't know. Evaporation. Weird noise. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, but then it evaporates, but then it, like, comes back down. It's like a cycle. What goes up and never comes back down? Evaporation. The answer is age, your age. Oh, or that. <laughs> it's not going to be so on the nose and scientific. It's a riddle. <laughs> I, man, sometimes I'm just not in the right headspace. I know. Ugh. It's tough. Once you get on one track, though, I know, it's, it's hard, hard to get to off. leave because age, that's so true. All right, mm. you, Amy, you've been eliminated. Okay, yeah, goodbye. Lunchbox. Oh, I've been boned, right? No, not on this one. That's easy to Wow, that's you were easy. excited for that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wh- Lunchbox, what goes away as soon as you talk about it? What goes away as soon as you talk about it? Timer starts now. What goes away as soon as you talk about it? I'm talking about something that goes away. <sighs> Ten seconds. It goes away the minute you talk about it. You go away. That's time. Uh, what goes away as soon as you talk about it? Your breath. Incorrect. 
just silence. Ooh. Silence goes away as soon as you talk about it. It's a hard one, man. Yeah, I don't know. You've been boned. <laughs> no, I have not. Oh, oh, oh. Not this game. Okay. Eddie. <laughs> Come on. What is the best month for a parade? What is the best month for a parade? Riddle me this. The best month for a parade. What does it have to do with anything? Parade? Months? January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. What's the best month for a parade? Five seconds. Oh, it's got to be something with a parade. Uh, the month. Time. Eddie, what's the uh, best month for a parade? January. Incorrect. March. Oh, oh so dumb. You've been boned. <laughs> no. Everybody uh, no. got boned. No, 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 we didn't. <laughs> that was a rough round, guys. Write your answer down this okay. time. Okay. What can you catch but not throw? If you get it right, you stay in the game. What can you catch but not throw? Riddle me this. Everybody in? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Lunchbox, what do you have? Cold. Amy. Cold. Eddie. A cold. Would also accept COVID. Correct. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> nice, 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 of course. I run all around the pasture, but never move. What am I? I run all around the pasture, but never move. What am I? Riddle me this. I run all around the pasture, but never move. Time's up. Lunchbox. Fence. Eddie. Cornrows. <laughs> what? What? Amy? Fence. Fence is correct. Eddie, you've been eliminated. Woo! See ya. Great. twice. See ya. We're down to one. This one will be speed around since oh we're down boy. to two. Oh, boy. Ready. What has six faces but does not wear makeup? Has 21 eyes but cannot see? What is it? You're going to have to say it again. I often do. Who reads? <laughs> it's the rules. Thank you for requesting what I was already going to uh -huh. do. What has six faces but does not wear makeup? Has 21 eyes but cannot see? Hold on. I'm trying to think. Six faces, faces, faces? Six. What has six faces, F-A-C-E-S, Amy? <laughs> but cannot see. And 21 <laughs> eyes. All I can think is the six faces. All right, five seconds, guys. Need some sort of answer. What do you have, Amy? Storm. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Alphabet. No, incorrect. It's a uh, dice. Dice. Oh yeah. Gosh. What? Faces. Those I couldn't. Are called I, I was faces like... and eyes. I never knew that. Yeah, cause snake eyes. Okay. Uh, this one will be a little easier. Buzz in with your name, Amy or Lunchbox. What can be swallowed but can also swallow you? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Guilt. Incorrect. What? Well, my guilt all the time. Water. Incorrect. Your pride. Okay. Oh, water. <laughs> guilt, pride, same difference. Here we go. What two things can you never eat for breakfast? Amy. Amy. <laughs> Correct. Amy wins. Oh, oh, wow. Our riddle champion for today, Amy. <laughs> 
here's Amy's pile of stories. So a survey was done and two thirds of parents say that they rely on Google when they help their kids with homework. So pretty much no Google, no helpy. How do you feel about that? 100%. I rely on Google, YouTube videos, really breaking it down for me in order to help my kids with their homework. You? Yeah, Eddie? no chance. No, no, no. Without Google. Uh-uh. I mean, without Google, how do we even settle debates 15 years ago? <laughs> That's true. You'd be having dinner with a friend. You'd argue, no, no, no. Columbus was in 1492. <laughs> no, it's 1493. I swear. Okay. Well, what do we do now? We had the encyclopedia. Yep. And yeah. let's like, go get a book. <laughs> right. If you were out of you were just, uh, you know, yeah. up Poop Creek without a paddle. That's right. All right, what else? The survey also found the top ways parents get out of helping their kids with homework, because I know parents are going to keep these in their back pocket. You can ask the partner in your life for help instead. Come home late so you miss homework time. Uh, be busy doing laundry or other chores instead. Claiming to be too tired or emergency run. We got to go to the grocery store. We're out of milk. <laughs> a lot of great parenting techniques. Yeah, good job, guys. Uh, I did read a thing, too, where the same kind of story where they said, like, most dads will fake sleeping when the baby's crying so they don't have to go either change the diaper or tend to the baby. Yeah. It's like, well, and they're like, oh, close their eyes. Oh, yeah, I'm, Done so, it. I'm sleeping. Yeah. Of course you have. <laughs> We're not surprised. What else? So I have the best country karaoke songs. Chattahoochee. Is it on there? No, it is not. Okay, dumb list. Not Next. in the top five. <laughs> so, yeah, people may want to know. And number five, Amarillo by Morning, George Strait. Oh, good one. It's a great song, but is it the best karaoke song? Up from San Antonio. Well, you're According right. to this survey. <laughs> you're right, Eddie. You just got me. <laughs> Everything that I got. All right, in at number four, Need You Now, Lady A. Oh, tough one to sing, and you need to have two people doing it. Like, I guess a good duet country song. And number three, Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. It's a fun one. And number two, Carrie Underwood, Before He Cheats. Ooh, get out of here. People are having some pretty big goals on that karaoke stage, trying to sing like Carrie or Lady A. And? And a number one, Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. The best song, right? It's the yeah, karaoke sure. is like fun. Unless you can really, really sing karaoke, like do the most fun, sun po- fun song possible. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. All right, I'm in. Right, what else? So workout pictures, if you post them, apparently they help your followers. Um, like if you run a 10K and you put it up or you're doing a CrossFit wad workout and you put it up. Uh, people that follow you on social media will feel bad about themselves for not running a 10K. So it gets them moving. <laughs> I at times feel inspired when I see someone working out in a picture. I'm like, oh, dang, it d- that does affect me a bit. Yeah. Like I'll see Seacrest sometimes on that. He's got like some sort of a rowing thing he stands on. I'm like, hey, I should go work out. <laughs> I'm always one step behind Seacrest. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess that as long as it's part of you wanting to to feel good and you know that working out will get you there. But like... I feel like it's it's so a lot of these before and afters, depending on where you are in your journey, can be harmful. Because if someone's it's like, not before and after, it's just a picture of you working out. Okay, just you doing the, the thing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. We almost got woke, Amy. I, I stopped know. it. Well, I, <laughs> I plugged the hole. <laughs> Thank you. Because yeah. I want to be sensitive to the fact that some people, when they see that stuff online, it actually can be me. really damaging. No, it's great for me. If I just see somebody working out, like, hey, I'm just in the gym today. I'm like, that's great. They actually carved out an hour of their day. Why can't I? It's not like every hour of my day is the most important hour. I need to do a little me time. Yeah. Like a little time for me to make myself better, either physically or mentally. Good job. Plugged up that hole. <laughs> that's a close one. Woke <laughs> Amy was ready to come through. <laughs> Sorry. All right, is that it? <laughs> yes, yeah, so Amy, that's my file. <laughs> 
That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Well, this is pretty cool because it's from my neck of the woods in South Texas. There's a family hanging out in their house in Santa Rosa, Texas, and they realize there's a fire and it just gets out of control real quick. So everyone tries to get out of the house as fast as they can. They make it outside and then quickly they realize, oh, crap, we forgot grandma. Grandma's still in the house. How do you forget grandma? They did. I mean, I'm sure they're Russian bones, you know, so they like they said somebody's got to go back in and get grandma. So 14 year old son, Bradley Garza, he gets a shirt to cover his face from the smoke and he says, I'm going in. He gets in the house and he just searches everywhere. He says it's hard to see, but he found grandma, pulls her out to safety. Everybody is okay. Wow. I wonder if it was like Home Alone with like, Kevin, grandma. grandma. <laughs> <laughs> How do you forget grandma though? I don't know, man. That's good. He saved her. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. But dang, grandma's who you go for first. I know, but grandma, she got out safe. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> This is a voicemail we got last night from Ari and Piper. Here you go. Morning, studio. Morning. We want to give a shout out to our mom, Aubrey Alsop, who is the best in the whole world. We love the show and can never stop listening to it. One of our favorite parts is Amy in the morning courting. We repeat it to everyone. Yeah. Shout out to Raimundo and Eddie the Dad. Lunchbox. Because all he does is win, win, win. We also love Tell Me Something Good. Keep up the good work. <laughs> oh my wow. gosh. There. <laughs> that all song and dance plan. <laughs> Sign these girls up with uh, something. That's pretty good. R.M. Piper, shout out to you guys. That's pretty cool. Uh, you love the morning corny? Let's do it now. Here we go. The morning corny. Why didn't the green pepper practice archery? Why didn't the green pepper practice archery? Because it didn't have an arrow. Oh, <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> that's pretty good. That was the morning corny. Hey, did you ever have a boyfriend back in the day? Or heck, maybe your husband does this now. But they just wants to fight if something goes wrong. No, I've never dated fight guy. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe when I was 16. One of the, yeah, but I don't even know if he was fight guy or just being a teenage kid. But nobody in my life currently is fight guy. Like, you've never been at a bar and somebody steps on somebody's shoe and the next thing you know, it's like, come on. No, and I'm not attracted to fight guy. Like, I want you to be able to control yourself. They say men with a fragile sense of masculinity are way more likely to act aggressively to prove their manliness. That makes sense. So the guy that always wants to fight is fighting to prove that he's a man. And the guy that doesn't need to fight is a, is a big man. That's me. He's a big man. I'm not going to fight at all. The guy that runs away. It's good. He's a man. The guy that cries and grabs another man to stand in front of him, Mm. that's the guy you want to be with. Lunchbox, are you fight guy? I'm not fight guy, but I think women like fight guy. Like if you are gonna, if your woman is in trouble, they want to see you step up and fight. They want to see someone that is brave. And I mean, if we need to, we can fight. But I mean, no one really wants to fight me because they know. No. I think there's a difference in if somebody's hurting your girl. No, no, no. Let's say a, some guy knocks the, your girl's drink out of the hand and doesn't say sorry or excuse me. You got to say something to the guy or else your girl's going to look at you bad and you got to let your girl know, hey, I'm not going to let people treat you like that. If you're at a bar and a guy accidentally bumps into your wife and knocks her drink out of her hand and keeps walking, what do you do? You grab him and say, hey, you're going to come back and apologize. Or we're gonna you have grab him. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm not touching uh, no, anybody. Doesn't. You grab him. <laughs> yep. Where do you grab him? Grab him by the shoulder, the arm, whatever. You just, hey, excuse me. 
You just knocked the drink out of her hand, and you're going to go back and apologize. And they're going to apologize. I'm not saying that you shouldn't say, hey, would you mind apologizing? But Lunchbox ain't grabbing anybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're <laughs> already picturing that the guy's gone. Like, he's already walked away, and Lunchbox is going to get out of his way and go grab him and say, come back and apologize to her. And then not also, happening. since this is radio and some people might not know exactly what Lunchbox looks like, oh. i just like to clarify that a second ago, Lunchbox said, well, you know, if people see me, they know. Like, they know what. <laughs> like, like they, they're not going to fight him because of what they see. But... <laughs> Lunchbox isn't as big as he sounds. He's like a, like a, skinny, a twig, He's white a twig. guy with like shaggy hair. Like it's not what you're expecting because I know some people picture like big, big, big guy. <laughs> He's got a big voice. He's a yes. big guy. Where I mean, would you rank us on the show with all the guys here on the show? Who you'd want to fight least? Like who's probably the toughest in a fight? To the person that's the wimpiest. Okay, I don't want to fight Scuba Steve. So he's first. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Then I don't want to fight Ray because he's scrappy, I think. And like, well, I don't know. He works out all the time. (laughs) Uh, Then I don't want to fight Bobby. Then I don't want to fight... Come on, <laughs> Mike D. What? Oh, Mike D. Really? Yeah, really? Amy, you have lost your darn mind. What's wrong with you? I you have lost your darn mind. Then I don't want to fight Eddie. Oh wow! Yeah. And then I don't want to fight Lunchbox. Actually, it sounds like you do want to fight Lunchbox. <laughs> Wait, wow! I thought that that was the no, order. It is, but I'm saying uh, no. He's I'm the not... one you. If you had to pick, you'd fight him first. Oh yes. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Yeah, like wow. it's like. Wow. Yeah. He, I Probably my best odds are against him. You, you, you need to put some respect on my name. Okay. Okay. How does that make you feel, Lunchbox? I mean, listen, I, I'm not worried about her. Girls like her, that's the one I'm not what I'm worried about. You know what I'm saying? Girls no. Like what is he saying? <laughs> you know When's the last time you've been in a fight, Lunchbox? Oh, man, it's been a long time. Been a long time. But there, there's been times at the bar when it gets real close and they're like, oh, you know what? This is probably a bad idea. And they, they back down. Oh, they back down. You don't. Yeah. Or someone diffuses yeah. the situation, steps in between, things like that. But that's the problem. When, when you're a celebrity and you go out to bars, some people oh, want to pick boy. at you just because you're a celeb. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Morgan, number two, was boxing and she said she'd box Lunchbox? Yes. yes. And he said no. He said he wasn't. He wouldn't do it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still won't Why? do it. Why? Because she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, that, that, I mean. That's true. That's true. Who would you rather fight, Morgan number two or Lunchbox? Oh, Lunchbox. <laughs> Let's set it up. Let's go. Oh, so you'll fight you'll me. You'll fight Amy, but not Morgan? Yeah. Like, hey, she talks a big game. Let's do it. Oh, well, wait, Morgan oh, used to my. talk a big game at Lunchbox. Right. No, she didn't. I, also, I'm a woman. Hey, but you, you're talking trash. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right. Last week, Lunchbox went into a local sub shop and paid for everyone's meal in hopes that someone would contact the news. This is all rooted in that Darius Rucker story, where Darius went to an IHOP, had dinner, paid for everybody's meal, tipped the wait staff, made the news. Mm-hmm. So Lunchbox got jealous. I do like that he paid for everybody's meal, though, right? Let's not let, let it be lost that he did go <laughs> in and pay for everyone's meal, eight people. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But then he started yelling, hey, tweet this, call the news. <laughs> Here's a clip. Remember, if you hit up the news, tweet it out, Lunchbox bought my lunch, let them know I'm just a great guy. Any news, CNN, Fox News, anybody. Yeah. Remember, Lunchbox, L-U-N-C-H-B-O-X. Let everybody know. (laughs) Tell the news. So, Lunchbox waited. The news never picked it up. Right, Lunchbox? No, no one ever called. There wasn't a single tweet, not a news story. Not not even on the bottom line when you watch the 10 o'clock news, like, you know how they have news on the bottom? Nothing. So he decides to call himself 
and tip off the news as his character. What's the character's name? Nico Jackson. Yes. <laughs> and so Nico Jackson just happened to be in line at the sub shop when this lunchbox fella came in and bought for everybody. Why does he sound like that creepy old man from... Family Guy? Yeah. yeah. Where he's like, <laughs> oh, the good Lord just sent me a conversation starter. Lunchbox, what? <laughs> the inspiration for Nico Jackson is what? His character you do. <laughs> This was just, I really just was calling to prank call my dad, and I don't very good at voices, and so I had to kind of manipulate my mouth, and this came out, and I was like, Nico Jackson. And we had just had Nico Moon in. I was like, I like that name, Nico. We'll go with Nico Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here is Lunchbox calling the news. Here you go. News desk, this is uh, yes, this is Nico Jackson, and I got to tell you, I got a great story for you over there at the news station. So I was at the sub shop the other day, and this fine young gentleman comes in, and this guy starts yelling, Hey, guys, I'm Lunchbox, and he ended up paying for everybody's sub that was in line. And, and Not it? Yes, and okay, he was just, so- he paid for all of our subs, and, I, and he said, Oh, if we want to contact the news, and I think you should do a story on the young man. Um... Okay, uh, sir, that sounds really nice of him. That sounds like a great gesture to go in and do a little pay it forward, if you will. But is, is that all you were calling in for? I, I mean, I got a foot-long meatball sub, and I even got a cookie because this <laughs> lunchbox guy was buying. I said, hey, might as well get a cookie. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. That is interesting. Well, I will jot this down, and um, I'm glad that you got a free sub out of it and even a free cookie and it sounds like that was a great afternoon for you it really was it was really good now I, I, I thought it'd be cool on the news but i guess you're saying no <laughs> I, I not today but in lunchbox a big celebrity he said he was on the radio and so i figured that means he's big time you know there's uh there's some bigger people on the radio i think i've not personally heard of him i can ask around the newsroom but that's not one that i've personally heard oh okay well all right thank you all right thank you for calling all right bye bye (laughs) wow did that hurt there's so many levels that to hurt (laughs) it hurt on a lot of levels like first of all they didn't think your story was big enough (laughs) (laughs) right like a little bit you're like dang i thought this was my shot here Oh, uh, yes. Did. I was like, I thought she'd be like, oh, yes, we need something positive. You know, we always have negative news on the story. Maybe we'll have something positive. And she wasn't even, like, she didn't even want to entertain it. Ugh. Mm. And then. Oh, don't even she's go heard there. About the, she, don't go there. Like, <laughs> do it. Like, do re, it. rehearing her say that, I was just like, oh, that's like a dagger in the heart. Like, she could have just said, oh, yeah, he, he's a great guy. No, instead she goes, oh, there's probably, there's bigger ones because I've never heard. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's a dagger in the heart. Why? Because Lunchbox thinks that he's the biggest thing around, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, like, how does she, like, is she living in a cave? She's never heard of me? Come on. You should have asked her who her favorites are. <laughs> oh, she's no, I, straight Bobby Bones. I, I, let, let me tell you, at that point when she said, no, I never heard of him, I'll ask him about the newsroom, I was just ready to get out of there. I was like, I'm done. Like, I hate was you. Was that here in town? It was a local one. Oh, no. Mm. Mm. Oh, no. Never heard of him. <laughs> Got him. Ow. Not cool. Well, you're not going to make the news. Sorry about that, bud. Yeah, I'm not going to make the news. So who do I ask to be getting reimbursed for that meal? <laughs> you can ask everybody, but ain't nobody going to reimburse you for it. Oh. That's funny. All right. Uh, Nico Nico Jackson, everybody. Yeah, Nico. I always love Nico guys. Jackson. Have yes. a great day. Yeah. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. 
So back in 1973, this woman that lives in San Antonio, Texas, was up in Chicago visiting her grandmother. When she was loading up her three kids to get in the car, her wedding ring flew off her hand and fell into the snow. Once it thawed, they did a search for it. They weren't able to find it a few weeks later. And yeah, she's gone 48 years without that wedding band, but it has been found and it was returned to her last weekend and she got to open it up on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Where'd they end up finding it? Uh, Social media, like I guess it got put out there and then the Chicago Historic Society, they helped and I don't know, somehow that ring had been found and put somewhere and they were able to reunite it with her. I just wonder if it was in the same place where she lost Mm -hmm. it or if it had been kicked around a bit. Amy lost her ring once at her own house for a whole winter. Yeah, my husband was in Afghanistan and we were driving to Texas, me and my mom, for the winter. So my mom said, well, let's just get in the car. We got to hit the road and you can find it in the spring. So yeah, once the snow had melted and I was back, I rented a metal detector and I found it. Amazing. Crazy, huh? It's pretty cool. That's what it's all about. (laughs) Both those stories. That was Tell Me Something Good. What do you have? Okay, so my guy friend has been dating a girl about two, three months. Like, they're not seeing anybody else. And then he's over at her place, and randomly she's got a dog there. And she doesn't have a dog. And she said, oh, I'm just pet-sitting for a friend. Then he finds out that the friend is her ex-boyfriend. So just didn't know if that was something he should care about or... You know, what would you do if, like, Caitlin suddenly was taking care of some dog and it was her ex-boyfriend's? It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver! If she really said it's just a friend and withheld that it was an ex-boyfriend, I would be concerned. Yeah, I don't think it was like, I mean, I think that's how it came up as, like, not a big deal. But just FYI, we used to date. And also, what's the dating history? Was it serious dating or did they go out a few times? I would have no problem with it as long as it was told to me up front. Hey, Trent's dog, who I was a part of that dog's life, I need to take care of it for a couple of days. Is that okay? Ooh, I'd still be tough. I'm be honest. <laughs> I'd be honest. Right? I'm trying to act like I'm. I'm too. I'm. I don't know about that. I know my friend was trying to be like super Ooh, cool about it. Too. I was trying to be super cool. Yeah, I and I don't know that that's the best idea. I've talked myself out of what I should do and what I feel like I would do. I know. My husband and I were both like, ah, no, I, yeah. I don't think I could take, I don't think I, I don't think I would be okay with her continuing. Obviously she's already doing it, but like, mm-hmm. Hey, from here on out, could we not pet sit your ex's dog? Yes. That's the side that I'm going to lean. I don't think it's good for that relationship unless they, he, her ex has absolutely nowhere to go with it. And she talks about it and says, Hey, listen, if nobody takes this dog, it's going to be mm. hungry. But still, it's like go go <laughs> go to walk wags for a walk or whatever the dog app is that watches your dog. Yeah, that's tough. I'm on your side. I'm shallow. Well, I don't know that for sure that I have a side. I was just no, curious that's how your you side. would handle it. That's all of our sides. Yeah. If you cannot do it, you shouldn't do it. And it's weird that she didn't say, "Hey, I'm ba- I'm pet sitting my ex boyfriend's dog." I honestly don't think she was keeping it from him, but she just she is clearly also now it opens up a conversation of, "Oh, you're still friends with this person?" Because Two to three months is still a fairly new relationship, but he definitely could see himself with her forever. So he just was curious. Okay, Mr. Commitment. Jeez. (laughs) Now I'm worried about that. (laughs) Let her know. Two months in, he's like, I'm with you forever. My end statement is not a good situation. Try to get somebody else to watch the dog. But like, so how does he 
bring it up. You say, I'm being not comfortable like with you watching your ex-boyfriend's dog. That's okay. weird to me. Right. Sometimes you're just needy. And then he'll, I guess he'll find out real quick where she stands. Because yeah. either she's going to be like, okay, I respect that. I won't do it anymore. But if she's like, no, I want to care for this dog, then mm. That means she wants to care for that last Ooh. dog. Ah, <laughs> oh, the yeah. real dog. All right, there it is. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Let's talk to Robin in Little Rock, Arkansas. Hey, Robin, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are y'all? I'm doing pretty good. I'm super pumped you're on the phone. We're going to play a little game here where I'm going to read you these love speeches from movies. Okay, so okay. I'm going to read a real love dialogue. And so we're going to have Eddie play against you. Okay. Okay. You guys guess which movie this is from. Oh, fun. Okay. Amy, I'll let you play, but you sent these to me. Oh, yeah. I know, I know them all. <laughs> I was wondering Amy why was, I was sitting playing. up tall. She was like, I'm ready to play. But I was like, no. <laughs> Amy actually sent me these. She was go, like, hey, I'm going to be good at this. Amy. And she was going to totally play and win, too. <laughs> I could see it in her eyes. Here's famous love spe- uh, scenes or speeches from movies. All right. Okay. So, Robin, do you understand? I'm going to just read it to you. You got to tell me what movie it's from. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay, well, let's let's play the game. Eddie, write your answer down, okay? You got it. Number one. So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. We're going to have to work at this every day. But I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you, forever. You and me, every day. It's tough. It's pretty, pretty well, generic. You read that really well. Well, <laughs> did okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, am I supposed to guess now? Yeah, go ahead, Robin. Can you name that? Okay, The Notebook. Eddie, what'd you write down? I have Ryan Gosling from The Notebook saying that. You guys are both right. Wow. Woo! Good job. Nice job, guys. Thank you. Okay, number two. <clears throat> what is it you want, Mary? What do you want? You want the moon? Just say the word, and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll give you the moon, Mary. Robin, do you know that one? Uh... I know, I know, I know it. Um, Five seconds. It's a wonderful life. Correct. Eddie? Robin's good. It's George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Wow. All right. All right. I'm going to have to give Robin like five seconds. Okay. From now on. Okay. Here we go. Okay. If you can promise me anything, promise me that whenever you're sad or unsure or you lose complete faith, that you'll try to see yourself through my eyes. What? Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, I have five seconds. Uh, uh, no idea. <laughs> she goes with no idea. Eddie? Hope uh, floats. Hope floats. Uh, here, let me actually play the clip for you guys here. If you can promise me anything, promise me that whenever you're sad or unsure or you lose complete faith, that you'll try and see yourself through my eyes. Does that do anything for you no, guys? No, no, still nothing. It's a uh, PSI. Oh my gosh. P.S. I love you. No. Are you yelling at me, Robin? <laughs> she says no to you. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robin, you ready for number four? Yes. Okay, here we go. I guarantee there'll be tough times. I guarantee that at some point, one or both of us is going to want to get out. But I also guarantee that if I don't ask you to be mine, I'll regret it for the rest of my life. Because I know in my heart, you're the only one for me. Ooh, that's not, um, you know, it's not a walk to remember. Um, Need an answer on that one? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Pretty woman. 
You are Eddie. Mm. It's so, it's so close. Really? I mean, Robin, you almost got it. Uh, Eddie? I'll regret it for the rest of my life. Because I know in my heart, you're the only one for me. That's so good. That's good acting right there. Man. That's good acting for sure. That chills. Wow. Wow. Okay, here we go. Final one. All right. That's what people do. They leap and hope to God they can fly. Because otherwise, we just drop like a rock. Wondering the whole way down, why the heck did I jump? But here I am. Sarah, falling. And there's only one person that makes me feel like I can fly. That's you. I know. I think it's, well, oh, gosh. Um, uh, talk about that. Three. Is it Hitch? Two. She says Hitch. Eddie? Uh, I wrote down forgetting Sarah Marshall because you said Sarah. Oh. Well, one of you is oh. right. Oh, that's it then. What? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is wrong. It is oh. Hitch. Robin is what? the winner. Robin. There she is. Wow. Wow, Robin, yeah, nice job. I, yeah, look at you. Hey, so, Robin, what are you doing today? Um, I'm actually at work. I'm actually at work. Are you going to get in trouble for talking to your favorite radio host? Um, no, I won't. Okay, good. I'm going to give you a $50 marathon gift card. Hey. Fill your tank up with gas and let you drive a really big SUV. Then you'll do like three quarters of your tank. Bobby, I just wanted to tell you that I love um, your bulldog. Um, I have a bulldog, too. He's 14, and his name is Flash. He's 14? He's but Flash. Yeah. You, let me ask you this again. He's 14 years old? He's 14. He just turned 14. As a bulldog, that is really, really old, and good for you for, for taking care of him, keeping him alive that long. I know. I know. We uh, we thought we were going to lose him back in October, um, but he, um, he, he rallied, and um, so now we're just... Um, taking it day by day, but you know we're just grateful for every day that you know extra day that we get with him. But he is totally blind, um, and uh, if you want to screw him up, just move some furniture or leave something <laughs> in the middle of the road. You know? Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Orange County, Florida. A man was mad because a couple months ago a tow truck company had towed his car, and he vowed revenge. So he went to the tow truck company and stole the tow truck. Oh, mm. <laughs> I imagine he didn't get far. No, they got a p- report, and then police pulled him over on the highway, and he was like, yeah, I was mad. They took my car, so I took theirs. Yeah. It's like when someone steals an ambulance or a cop car. Like, how far do you really think you're going to get? Or a pizza truck? You know, it's like hey, the name Totino's is written on the side of the truck. All right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. These boaters, they went out for the day, and people always want to see dolphins or whales or maybe a shark. You know, if you're out in the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. This eight-foot shark circled this boat for 15 minutes. Oh, my gosh. The mean one, the big, great white shark. Imagine you're out on the boat, it's a nice day, and then this shark is circling you for 15 minutes. That's what happened. And it, it, I don't think I've ever seen a shark except in an aquarium. Have you? No. I've never seen one, like, at the ocean. I think I'd be freaking out a little bit, though. The eight-foot shark circled them for 15 minutes. They took pictures, but I guess you only circle when you're hungry. Yeah, for sure. If I also, if I was on that boat and I saw the article the other day about how the shark just jumped in and ate the boy. Mm, well, pulled the boy. The dad jumped in on the shark and saved him. I know, but yeah. still tried to eat him. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. 
Remembering the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is the Bobby Bones Show.